Welcome to Not The Only One. I'm Sarah Jerome, your host and high school youth minister here at St. Matthew Catholic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. This podcast explores our Catholic faith and is here to remind you that when you have questions, you're not the only one. Welcome back to Not The Only One podcast. Today, we are diving into our series on saints. And I will be in good company as I tell you about St. Ignatius of Loyola. St. Ignatius was born as Inigo Lopez de Loyola. And he was born in October of 1491 in a small town in Spain. By the time that Ignatius was 18, he became a soldier and was known to have a reputation as a fighter and a duelist. He was a bit of a hothead. And he was just really good at fighting and winning battles. So eventually, as a soldier, he earned a number of promotions, went through the ranks, and commanded his own troops. He was a very, very confident guy. So in 1521, he was in Pamplona, Spain, and he goes into battle as usual. But this time, he gets struck by a cannonball in the legs. And a blow like that, it would kill just about any man or at least leave them so severely injured for the rest of their life. But St. Ignatius gets multiple surgeries. He even, at one point, not sure that this is true, but what I heard is, is that the surgeon broke his leg, and he didn't like how it looked, so he asked him to re-break it to fix it. So he goes through an incredible amount of surgeries over time in order to fix his leg And eventually, the one is partially amputated. And from this partial amputation, for the rest of his life, he walks with a pretty significant limp. But it's during his recovery period that he has this massive conversion of heart. St. Ignatius is in the castle in Pamplona, and he wants to read, and he's trying to get his hands on just about any book that he can. And if it was his preference, he would have read some romance novels. But instead... What he found were books about saints, books about Jesus. And as he began to read these stories, they started to have a profound impact on him. As he's laying in bed, recovering, he recognizes there are certain thoughts that bring him joy and comfort and consolation. And then there are these other thoughts that leave him feeling turmoil, sadness, and desolation. And he recognizes that when he thinks of certain memories or certain things, what he feels is only temporary. And the consolation and the things that bring him joy are are only there for a short, fleeting amount of time. And he begins to wonder, what would it be like? Or how can he make it so that certain things sustain him? And he feels these feelings for longer, and he feels the sadness and turmoil for a shorter amount of time. And as he identified these things... Ignatius decides that he's going to live a life for Christ. And he's not just going to live a life for Christ. He's going to follow God and just totally do away with his formal lifestyle. So he recovers, and he gets out of bed, and he travels to the Benedictine Monastery in Montserrat. And it's here that he lays down his military clothing and then gives the rest of his clothes away to a poor man. And so he just simplifies his life and then continues to the town of Manresa. And it's here in Manresa 
that he works for a period of time at a local hospital, begs for food, and really truly starts to develop his spiritual exercises. After Manresa, he decides he wants to spend time in the Holy Land. But after a short 24 to 48 hours, he's asked to leave because of the amount of turmoil that is in the region. So then, St. Ignatius recognizes his need to further his education. And he moves to Paris. He spends years studying. At the age of 44, he gets his master's. Um, And he develops some great friendships. Two of his friends, which are Peter Faber and Francis Xavier. Through this friendship, Ignatius leads them in his spiritual exercises, and they create a group called Friends in the Lord. Eventually, Friends in the Lord becomes the Society of Jesus. In 1540, Pope Paul III approved the Society of Jesus as an official religious order. Ignatius was joined by six companions within this order, and they professed three vows, poverty, chastity, and obedience. And this obedience is to the Pope. So wherever the Pope calls or requires the Jesuits to be, that is where they go. So after about 15 years, St. Ignatius died July 31st, 1556. He's beatified on July 27, 1609 by Pope Paul V, and he was canonized on March 12, 1622 by Pope Gregory XV. St. Ignatius of Loyola is the patron saint of the Society of Jesus, Soldiers, Educators, and Education. Earlier, I mentioned how St. Ignatius created the Spiritual Exercises. The Spiritual Exercises is a series of meditations, prayers, and other practices that are meant to be used like a handbook. Um, But this handbook is meant for people like spiritual directors who can accompany somebody and guide them through the process of reflection and prayer. Just like an athlete finds their conditioning routine, these exercises are focused on the idea of stretching yourself spiritually and continually growing in who you are and who God called you to be. Thank you for joining me today and learning more about St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, Let's end in one of his prayers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All that I have and possess, thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen.